0: how's it going this is ty and this is episode 76 of the fiction and copy decoded podcast and i'd like to welcome it which i do uh this episode won't be a flashback this will just be me kind of riffing i will say that this is actually the first episode of the podcast on the first day of 2020 so when you're hearing this it's awesome i really hope you have a great 2020 and that you accomplish everything you set out to accomplish which is also why I wanted to talk a little bit about goals and whatnot. Because in the past, I've made a ton of mistakes with making goals, and I'd like to share a couple of them with you. I don't want this to go too long, but I also want to make sure that both you and I going forward won't make those same mistakes if you're making them. And you may not be, which is okay, but I know that I've made them, and I try not to repeat myself when it comes to mistakes or Try not to repeat them more than several times because that just wastes time and it's just a terrible thing because of the fact, I'm only thinking about this because of the fact that it's January 1st, people are already getting to new business ideas, new goals, new diets, new everything, which is why marketers, if you are a marketer or a copywriter, use persuasion as part of your business, you know that this is a really good time to get people to try something new that they haven't tried before if it can be an effective solution for a problem they're struggling with, because it capitalizes on this momentum that everybody is feeling because the calendar, the, the calendar page has turned and it's flipped to a new year. So that's pretty valuable in and of itself, which is why you also want to make sure that you have an effective thing that people want and so on and so forth. But that's not the point of this, uh, today. What is the point is, uh, One of the biggest mistakes I'd made with goals usually, and this is also because of the fact that I'm not as good I'm not as good as making goals, overarching goals as I am with consistency. So like if I find something that works for me, I'll do the same thing till the cows come home and then teach the cows how to do it and then Teach everybody after that I see how to do it as long as it works for me and helps me get things done. That's why I can do the same thing over and over again as a slave to routine, and that works for me. As long as those routines generate results that I want or that I see as productive and worthwhile, I'll keep doing it. But other times, there are other things that I had kind of fallen into a pit about that I needed to get out of. One is that to make goals that are too big or that are too fast which is it's unrealistic and that because if it's too fast it's like okay People get discouraged and give up, but they don't realize things were too fast or too ambitious until they're kind of in it sometimes. And then it's like, oh man, I didn't realize because they either didn't break it down or they thought they could do it and they really couldn't because this was new territory they were trying to break into and they weren't mentally prepared for it or somehow didn't adequately prepare. Uh, Sometimes that can be a function of, you know, just not just not realizing, that's also going to realize what goes into it or not, as far as who you are at the point of when you are making these goals for yourself. Because that's important too. That'll be in point three, but I'm not going to talk about that all that long. And I don't think this episode will be very long either as a side point. We'll talk about that more when I get there, when we get there for that. But not Taking stock of who you are can also contribute to making goals that are too big or too fast for you at this point in time. So it sometimes helps to break those goals into smaller steps, which also leads into number two that I had made goals, mistakes that I had made, which was I had made the goals too dependent on things that weren't in my control, okay? Let's say if you'd set a goal that you'd wanted to make $100,000 a month, let's say, just for fun. So that's like $1.2 million a year, like gross. All right. So that's fine dandy. And that's really interesting because it's going to break down to the point where if you were to break this down, that would be like you would have to make, what's well, 100000 100,000 divided by 30 is my math is my brain for math is like $3,333.33 per day or something like that. So like $3,300 a day you would have to make including weekends, including national holidays, including all that. If you could bill or if you could sell a product that could generate that amount of money you would be able to make that amount of money. The fact of the matter is, I I don't know. I don't have experience with this, so I can't say, but I know that other people have had experience with it, and you could probably look them up online, where like, there's only a certain amount of hours in a day if your business depends on things like writing or other types of creative work where you can only put in so much time per day before either you're burnt out or frustrated or just want to go do something else because you can't really do it. I mean, there have been estimates of some as little as three to four hours of solid writing time a day, and that's it. If you would be able to bill $1,000 per hour, which I mean, if you want to work by the hour, that's entirely okay. Or if you have projects that would add up to that amount of money, that's great. But as far as that goes, that goal for a lot of people would be too lofty because it breaks down to being able to being able and willing to work a ton of hours and factoring in also having to go get clients. This is the part if you want to do that with clients or to design a product or course or what have you. To design something that would help you get there takes time as well away from that other time you would ordinarily have for other creative work if you're only writing, say, three to four hours per day, which is another thing because that that's another thing that's not dependent. That's outside of your control, like whether clients accept or reject your proposals and so on, that's outside your control. So you might be able to say, here's how the numbers work out. But if it's like, all right, these numbers can't be supported by the amount of effort you can output because of various factors you have going on in your life, then it's not sustainable and it's not workable from that standpoint. So it might be easier to set more uh, goals that that will be better at propelling you to the end result instead of starting with the end result. I mean, having the end result in mind is okay, but sometimes it's easier to say, uh, I want to set a goal to talk to 10 people every day on social media or in an entrepreneurship group or what have you about business than saying, I want to make $100,000 a month or 5000 a month or 8000 a month or 12000 a month or some other number that you would just toss out there as far as that goes. But setting that little goal of talking to more and more people and getting in touch with more and more people who might need your business might be a better goal. I mean, as far as my personal thinking of uh, it would be a better goal than just setting like a number. Because it's like seeing seeing the top of the mountain without building up a path or a ladder to help you climb up. And that can sometimes be daunting because of the fact that there are so many other factors beyond your control that you have no you have no way of knowing how things are going to turn out if your goals are based only on that. Okay. And number three, which I'll get into before I pop out of here for this week is uh, goals that don't take into account the changing that you yourself would have to do. To be the person who can either accomplish those goals or be able to, as strange as this may sound, that I'm gonna say it, to accept the results of the achieving those goals. And it's almost like being like afraid of success, <laughs> as Potter said in that one movie with Jimmy Stewart. anyway. And that that is a certain thing too, because of the fact that it's like, okay, If I want to set a goal to lose 40 pounds, okay, well, am I mentally prepared to lose 30 pounds? Am I able to cope with the diet changes and other types of physical activity changes I might need to make to lose 40 pounds? Am I going to be able to keep that up based on what foods I like or don't like or what have you to be able to sustain that, uh, that loss of 40 pounds? to be able to keep that off for life. I mean, that's another type of a thing. It's was like, okay, I, I could lose the 40 pounds in this scenario, but if I'm eating food that I hate, doing exercise that I don't like, and devoting time to exercise that I'd rather devote to something else, it's not going to work out. Because I didn't pick the right path for myself in this scenario to keep to be able to keep that up to an extent that it makes sense for me to keep going in that same direction. And I think that's a similar thing to uh, not taking into consideration the changes that you yourself would have to make, or in this case that I would have to make, that I would be willing to make because you're not able to see sometimes the amount of sacrifices that you would have to make. It's like only, it's like, okay, I need to sacrifice to get to X, Y, Z. It's like, well, how much? It's like, well, sometimes you don't know and people may get overwhelmed and quit because they weren't mentally prepared even though they told themselves they were. They couldn't see it for what it really was until they started. Because, well, sometimes it's just a function of just not being able to see until you get started. Whether a system or certain different techniques or new ideas or whatever are going to work for you. Just that you don't know until you get in there. And sometimes that can be setting up for failure too because it's just... That's, it's kind of a vast puzzle where the pieces fit together, not realizing those changes because those changes are also things that may be out of your control and so on. Although a lot of things are, a great many things aren't. (laughs) So it's helpful to take those things into account as well. Okay, this is why I decided to make this episode. I also want to say before closing out is that Twenty, the beginning of 2020, and the beginning of any year in general, is an interesting time because of the motivation, our mental, mental rocket fuel, so to speak, that's generated by a lot of people when you think about like the future and possibility and a lot of things. And I really like that because it's like your future, like the rest of your life. It's it's every second every second of every hour of every day of every year, of every month, not just January, not, but like December and February and October and whatever else you want to think of, you know. It's all right in front of you, and it's ready and waiting for you. That'll be the end of this episode. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. To learn more about the blog this podcast is connected to, you can visit it at fictionandcopydecoded.wordpress.com. You can learn about me there. You can also learn about me on my copywriting samples website at timeallcopywriting.yolasite.com. Yolasite Yolasite is one word. It's Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E.com. You can also support this podcast by listening, sharing, subscribing, and commenting. You can also become a monthly supporter if you'd like. For ninety-nine cents a month, you'll get my thanks at the end of each episode. For four ninety-nine a month, I'll give you part of the show notes of the podcast to promote your business, term supply, of course. And for nine ninety nine a month, I'll do a thirty second to one minute ad for your biz during the show. Great for you service providers out there too. Anyway, thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Have an awesome day.